Let me tell you about American financing. Take a moment. Just think about your family. Think about where you're going to be in the next five years. I'm having okay. conversations with people. Taking a minute. Hold you're going to be in jail. Oh, my gosh. Uh, you're right. I, this looks really dark. Am I yeah, in a prison is. camp? You are. Oh it's weird. God. What has it's happened weird. to this country? No matter what you said about COVID, they still <laughs> locked you up. Um, the, uh, uh, in, in five years from now, I'm having conversations of people with people now that we're not we're not people on my bandwagon who are like, Glenn, everything is changing so fast. I mean, where are we going to be in five years? I know. I know. Please, please consolidate your loans. Please get yourself into a financially secure place. Pay off your debts as much as you can, especially those credit cards. American financing can help you do that with a consolidation loan. It'll help you get out from underneath those predatory credit card companies and get your financial life back on track. Financial uh, services from American Financing are available, and there's none better. They work for you, not the banks. American Financing, you can find them at AmericanFinancing.net, AmericanFinancing.net, or call 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440. And welcome to the program. I have uh, I have some information about what is going on in Afghanistan and the State Department. Uh, my opinions do not necessarily reflect those of the Nazarene Fund or Mercury One, but I have uh, I have some things that have to be said. I'm going to share a memo with you um, that has just been released from another organization. Uh, And I'm going to try to tie some things together for you. We're going to do that in 60 seconds. Stand by. The Glenn Beck Program. You know, also, Stu, I... Have you heard of Lizzo? Have you heard of Lizzo? (laughs) Is it a new variant? No, she's... Oh, no. (laughs) No, do we... It's a new variant. (laughs) The Lizzo variant is going around. Um, Can you just play a little bit of this great song? Because this is a beautiful song. I... Found this uh, hit. Where the hell my phone? Where the hell my phone? Where the hell my Where the hell my phone? Huh? How I'm supposed to get home? Uh? Where the hell my <laughs> phone? Where the hell my okay, phone? Okay, stop. I don't want to play too much of it because too much of a good thing. Yeah, that uh, could, I was at the point. I yeah, almost too had too much, much of, of a good, good thing. thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've got a few comments on this song. We'll maybe get to that this hour or next. Please tell me she finds her phone. Uh well, I don't want to. I don't want to spoil it. I don't want to spoil it for you. Okay. Um, relief factor. This shouldn't be a hard question to answer. How many days a week do you wake up feeling like somebody, you know, stuck a brick in a sock and beat you with it during the night? How many times? It's a really easy question. 12 to 14 yeah. Yeah, okay. a week. Uh, I, hmm? So how many times do you get up feeling that way? If, you, if the answer is more than one, let's see if we can get you out of that. Uh, nobody wants to be beaten with a a brick in a sock uh, at night. What would you give to not feel like that? 
How about $20? $20 to see if you can stop feeling that way. Three weeks, $20, and you can find out if you can be out of pain or not. It's relief factor. They have a trial period of three weeks. You take it three times a day, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And within three weeks, you're going to know, is it going to work for you or not? If you take it as directed, 70% of the people go on to order more. But you'll know it in three weeks. ReliefFactor.com. Get your life back. 800-500-8384. Beat it back with a brick in a sock. It's ReliefFactor.com. 800-500-8384. All right. I want to give you um, something that was revealed on Fox yesterday. And I want to give you some perspective on this. Uh, According to Fox News, the State Department refused to grant official approval for private evacuation flights from Afghanistan to land in third countries, even though the department conceded that official authorization would likely be needed for planes to land in those nations. I want to explain this. Yesterday, Blinken and the State Department said, this is just a paperwork snafu. That's all this is. First of all, something that goes on for days and days and days and gets people killed is not a snafu. Okay, that's a deep problem. And it's a systemic problem, seemingly, in the State Department. So when we take off and we have a plane, we need permission to land at the airport and we can get that. And then we need permission from the State Department that allows you to take off and land at another airport. The State Department explicitly stated that charter flights, even those containing American citizens, would not be allowed to land at Defense Department air bases. Okay, fine. Nobody's trying to land a plane at a DOD base. At least we are not. Some are. We're not. We have private airports. We have major airports in major cities. But see, the problem is the the State Department needs to give us clearance to land there. Eric Montalvo. He organized a series of private flights evacuating those stranded in Afghanistan, shared an email uh, and others with Fox News after his evacuation efforts were repeatedly hampered by the federal government. This is what the email says. I want you to listen to this. No independent charters are allowed to land at such an Air Force base. The military Air Force base you mentioned in your communication with Samantha Power. In fact, no charters are allowed to land at a DOD base and most, if all, if not all countries in the Middle Eastern region, with the exception of perhaps Saudi Arabia, will allow charters to land. You will need to find another destination country, and it can't be the U.S. either, end quote. So what they're saying is, yeah, you can get Saudi Arabia, maybe Saudi Arabia will do it, but you can't land at any DOD base. And you're not taking that airport to any place in the Middle East. Now, why is that? Because we've landed planes in the Middle East. Why is that? Because the State Department is now cracking down on these flights. Why would you do that? Well, they have a, a reason. They say because they don't know who's on this plane. 
They don't know who's on this plane. And it could very well be a terrorist. That's such bullcrap. And they know it. They're hoping you don't know it. First of all, everybody who is on the plane, there's a manifest. There has to be a manifest. Who's in every seat? That manifest goes through a, a, a government agency called OFAC. They, wait, they go and look at that manifest and run it through their database. Okay? Then it goes to the State Department with OFAC's stamp of approval. They're just supposed to say, yes, it can land in these countries. All right. Once they're down on the ground, these people are checked again. It's, it's like the State Department thinks that, uh, you know, you're just landing a plane in any country and they don't have, you know, a passport office. When you get into a country, they ask you all kinds of questions. Well, it's worse for these people. Because these people aren't leaving the airport. They're going to another housing facility, usually on the airport, on the tarmac. They're never leaving the razor wire. And that's when these countries do the final check. Your name is on the manifest. That's you. Let me see your documentation. Let's talk a a minute. How'd you get on this flight? What do you do for a living? All of those things are done. Now, they said, listen to this. First, in this memo, the State Department says, you can't land in any Middle Eastern country. Maybe you can get Saudi Arabia and you can't bring them here to the United States. Okay. Now, no independent charters are allowed to land at these military air bases. Um, you will need to find another destination. Once you have had discussions with another host destination country and reached an agreement, they may, they definitely will, they may require some indication from the U.S. government that we approve of this charter flight. Now, this is just so the United States government, they don't know who everybody is. They don't know what's going on. And they want to make sure that these charter flights are not human smugglers, that these aren't trafficking in human souls. And so what they do is they ask for the State Department. Do you know about this flight? Do you approve of this flight? Yes or no? Yes. Okay. Then we can land. If they say no, that country, in, it takes that as an indication that the United States is against that flight. That that flight shouldn't land because they can't vouch for it. They have no idea what's going on. They have no idea. No idea. We don't know who you're dealing with here. That is so, that is so insulting. And they are hoping that you don't know this. Let me continue. Once you've had discussions with the host destination country reached an agreement, they may require some indication from the U.S. government that we approve of this charter flight. The Department of State will not provide an approval, but will provide a no objection to the destination country government via the U.S. embassy in that country. That's not good enough. That's not good enough. (sighs) These charters 
are the lifeline lifeline. The U.S. government has come out and they are taking credit for things. And I'm not talking about our flights. I don't care. I don't care. I just want these people out. But I do know people who are working hard to get people out and they're taking all the risk, doing all of the work. And the State Department is coming out and saying, we just got these people out. No, they didn't. No, they didn't. You just for some reason gave that plane the ability to land. That's not getting people out. That's not saving. That's doing your basic job. That's just not continuing their imprisonment. Correct. That's, all. That's it. That's all. That's it. just uh, checking a box. That's it. They also were trying to take credit for people who made it out by foot. Yes. That traversed yes. the entire nation and exited yes. to a, a neighboring country. And they're like, ah, oh, we got them out. What do you mean you got you them out? You didn't get them out. You didn't get them out. Here is, here's Chuck Schumer yesterday. Listen to this. Cut one, please. But at the moment, actually, I'm still focused on trying to get some of those brave Afghans out. The Americans, all of whom wanted to come out, have come out. Praise God. No, they haven't. But there Praise are a lot God. of Afghans who risked their lives for our soldiers and others. Many got out, some didn't. And I'm still working on trying to get some of them out. Stop. Stop. This is insulting again to your intelligence. He's working hard to get some of them out. Maybe he is. God bless him. Maybe he is. Maybe he's working with some organizations. And I know there's a lot of senators, some on both sides of the aisle, that are just as dedicated as you or I on trying to get these people out. But we all know the State Department is the biggest problem. We all know that. They are intentionally blocking. And it's not just the State Department. It is in collusion with the White House. And they're playing games like you, they don't have the right paperwork. What do you mean they don't have the right paperwork? What paperwork do they need now? Well, they need to get a uh, release from the embassy. There is no embassy. Quote, <laughs> well, you're just going to have to figure that out. End quote. We're just going to have to figure that out. Laughing, mocking. Well, <laughs> you're just going to have to figure that out. There is no embassy. What the hell game are you people playing? Our planes are down on the ground still. It was a week ago that I went in and did the stew show after a briefing. It was a week ago today. Where the State Department grounded our planes. Today is the day a week ago that I found out that the State Department grounded our planes and what's worse, gave the manifest to the Taliban, including over a hundred Americans. Those people are all now scattered. We hope they're all safe. We won't know until we can get approval to fly them out. Here's what's happening. Cam Airways. These are the people we, we purchased and rented these planes from. They're $750,000. I hope to God I don't know this. I'm not running these operations. 
I hope to God we are not having to pay for every day that those planes sit on the ground. We may have to. How many people could be saved with that money alone? Hopefully that's not happening. But these planes, we have four of them that have been sitting on the ground on the tarmac for a week now. How could we have possibly gotten them out? Let me tell you how it should have worked and what the State Department is actually doing, I believe, right now in 60 seconds. American Financing, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. When you're looking at the rest of 2021, most market experts think that the mortgage rates are going to stay in the mid 3% range, maybe a bit higher. But that's what the Fed is going to do, not what these banks are going to do. And we're already seeing ESG scores now starting to affect the banks. And you're going to become more and more of a credit risk, more and more of a risk to a bank or a credit card company if you don't fall into line. If you're not for social justice, if you're not for this environmental stuff, I am telling you right now, please, if you want a loan, now is the time to get one. Please. American Financing at 800-906-2440. They work for you, not the banks. American Financing, 800-906-2440. Americanfinancing.net. Do it now. 10 seconds, station ID. Okay, so here's what's here's what's happening. They trust the Taliban more than they trust these NGOs. The State Department does. And that's apparent because they will give the manifest to the Taliban because they say we don't have people on the ground. Well, then get people on the ground. We have people on the ground. Why can't the almighty State Department put people on the ground? Are you afraid? Is it too dangerous for you? So they don't have people on the ground, so they can't vet people. That's why they don't want to do this. Let me tell you what happened. A week ago, the State Department got all bent out of shape because we and other NGOs are making them look bad. The American people are making them look bad because the American people are getting a job done. Well, they have one lever, and that is ground those planes. And so when they found out that we were flying planes at another airport while everybody was looking over here. Damn right. That's what you do when you're saving lives. Look over there, look over there, look over there. While we're flying them out, somebody gets a bug up their ass and they're like, how, wait a minute, what? These four airplanes? Who was on these planes? You already have the manifest. They stopped it. They brought attention to that airport The Taliban responded and shows up at that airport. Then they turn over the manifest because they don't want any trouble with the Taliban. And those people are sitting on the plane. Then they have to go into hiding. And you know what's happening right now? I can guarantee it. I can guarantee it. Cam Airways negotiates with the governments for the, the, the flights. They say, how much are your landing fees? How much are the takeoff fees? And every plane that you land or fly in has to pay those. Every plane. 
So then they vary from airport to airport and country to country. They were negotiating with the Taliban, the ruling government now. And it might have cost maybe $100,000. I don't know. 50000 Who knows? But Cam Airways would have paid for that. That's, that's what they do. But instead, the State Department came in. Now the State Department, with giant bags of money and all kinds of Christmas toys that the Taliban wants, now they are negotiating. And I can guarantee you they are negotiating for things that we would have never negotiated for. We wouldn't. I mean, don't. Why are you even talking to us? We don't have anything to do with that. I can guarantee you they are negotiating now to be recognized as the official government. You are going to see bags of cash. Now they're going to do it in the middle of the night. But I'm telling you, bags of cash, pallets of cash, the the. Uh, official sanctioning of the Taliban as the government, whatever it's going to be. And it's all going to happen because the, the federal government got in the middle of it and thought they were, they needed to do it because the American people just can't do it. And they have screwed it up. And you are going to pay a financial price and a terror price for their mistakes. And I believe some of these people, if they haven't already, are going to pay the ultimate price with their lives. All because of ego and politics. All of it. Where is the compassion? Where is the common sense? Where the hell is the president? You notice this is all going to the State Department. But we have documentation and others have documentation that show the White House is intimately involved. You can't shut this down at just the State Department. The White House is involved in this. It's time to ask the questions, why? Why? And what are you negotiating for with the Taliban? Get out of our way and let people take care of it themselves because you are incapable of it. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Would you ever eat a Dorito or a snack if it was designed and paid for by the federal government? No. No, no. you wouldn't. It would suck. Because, A, snacks that are healthy for you are really hard. But do you think they'd even care? No. Because you'd have to buy it from them. At Bill Bar, they know you don't have to buy it. And they know that it sucks. Something healthy, protein bars, usually suck. Some of them are decent. But none of them taste like a candy bar. Except for Built Bars. They actually taste like, if you like uh, Mounds, what is it, Almond Almond Joy, Mounds has nuts. No, Almond Joy has nuts, Mounds don't. If you like Mounds, it tastes exactly like a Mounds bar. If you like um, uh, brownies and chocolate chip mint ice cream, uh, that's what their mint brownie tastes like. I mean, it's amazing and they're healthy for you. 
Low in carb, low in calorie, high in protein, high in fiber. Built.com. Use the promo code BEC15 and save 15% at Built.com. Built.com. All right, a new Studios America. Maybe I can make Glenn cry again. We'll see. Uh, it's tonight, 8 p.m. Eastern on Blaze TV. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. I think I'll make you cry. Mark Geist, he is Oz, if you remember uh, Afghanistan. He was there. Uh, not Afghanistan. He was there in Benghazi. He was one of those left behind by our government for hours and hours and hours. Uh, we're going to talk to him in about a half an hour from now. Uh, stay right where you are. Also, Emily Miller, uh, she's a journalist. She's also a former State Department Deputy Press Secretary under the Bush administration. And she joins us now. Uh, you can find her uh, at uh, emilypostnews.com or you can follow her on Twitter at Emily Miller. Um, she has been detailing what's going on in Afghanistan and uh, I, I've been reading her every day. She's you're very good, Emily. Uh, thank you for your coverage and your honesty. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for me on. I'm so glad to talk to you. I've been following every detail of what you've been doing to help get these people out. And I'm just glad we're all doing what we can. Yeah. Everybody's, I mean, it is really a nice thing to see. I don't see any infighting. I don't see anybody you know, taking victory, except for the State Department, uh, taking victory laps. Everybody is just working together and trying their best to do what they can. And we're all kind of putting our pieces together, which is nice. It really is. And I mean, we'll look at this, I think, in history um, as two things. One, the greatest failure of the United States government in history by far. Um, but number two, the strength of the American people, while our president, President Biden, is so weak, so weak. And because of him, the United States government fell apart and can't do its job. But in that void came all of all of us. Mm -hmm. and it, you know, it's the special forces operators who started this saying, we'll go ourselves. And many of them have and many of them are planning on it. We'll go ourselves and get our guys out. And it's. As you said, the NGOs, it's all these veterans who are taking in the names, planning their getting out an aircraft or however. And, and people like me, we started this group called Project Exodus, a special forces operator and I did. I didn't even know him a week ago. Um, and so now Project Exodus has joined with, we have, I don't know how many names have come into us now and we're tracking them all. We're getting their passport numbers for the Americans. We're getting their SIV status for the others. And we are talking to all of them every single day to give them safety information and plan rescues. However, just as you said, uh, I think it was two days ago, we, we consolidated all of us, all of us from Pineapple Express is the best known one, our group, but there's tons of them across the country. And we share Intel, we share names, we share databases. This is the strength of the American people. This is what I want. I hope that the people in Afghanistan see that even though the government, our government has failed, failed so miserably, you can always trust the strength of the American people. And I also hope our enemies around the world see that. I do too. See that we are not weak. Our president is weak. We are strong and we will always do our job. That is, our job a, that, that is a great, great point. You know, when Russia planned all kinds of invasions in America, the one thing they never had on the board was an invasion 
from Mexico through Texas because they knew Texans would stand up. Uh, and I think I hope that the our enemies see that here, that no matter what our government says about us, it's not true. It's not true. It's not. The weakness of this president does not have nothing to do with the weakness of the American people and our enemies, who all of them were in Afghanistan, the Russians, the Chinese. They know. They see this. I mean, they see this because they see Americans on the ground there fighting. They see us helping the Northern Resistance Force, giving them intel, helping them. Unfortunately, it's been a horror what's happened to them because the Pakistan, Pakistan, our weapons that we're funding in Pakistan have been used against the Northern forces. It's shameful, but the, our enemies know the Taliban, ISIS-K, they know Americans are in there and we're not walking away from this. They can put up that stupid photo with the green night vision goggles of the last person leaving. That's not going to, that's going to show failure for us. The success is going to be that we stayed and we went back and we are going to get these people out of there. So, Help me out on a couple of things. Let's start with the number of Americans that are there. Chuck Schumer just said yesterday, every American that wants to be out is out. Well, I know we have over 100 ourselves that are in safe houses uh, and ready to get out, wanting to get out, been sitting there with airplanes for a week now and can't get out. Yeah, I know. Your planes, um, I mean... I just want to focus for one second on the planes. They, I want people to understand it's not just about the six planes. I think that's gotten somewhat confused in the media. It's not just about six planes and your planes and your people. It's about that. This is a really hard country to get out of. Yeah. I don't think this is, this is not France where you can just walk across the border to the, another country. This is a really complicated country. And the best way that we can get these Americans out is by planes. We can't get them out of planes because the State Department won't let us have the right documentations to fly to other countries. So once those six planes start, then we can start putting more people on planes. And like you said, all the people who are in state houses in Mazar, I mean, sorry, in safe houses, people who are stuck in Kabul can't go to the airport because the U.S. closed the airport. So the bigger goal here is to get everyone to fly out. Unfortunately, if this continues like this with the State Department, we're going to have to start using land routes. And that's so much more dangerous and it's so much more difficult. Um, but as you said, just for hard numbers, I um, m- the numbers that I keep hearing, and I heard this from somebody inside the Pentagon who saw a database from the State Department uh, is a thousand. And another source who has been working on this rescue since a little bit earlier, a couple of weeks earlier than I have, had it at 750. So the government knows it's 750 to a thousand. I mean, I know that's still a big gap for American citizens. Like, you should know it to the number. Um, but that's, it's that many people. So we have, uh, we've been having problems with the State Department, as, as you said, and as I just tried to explain to the audience a few minutes ago, uh, what that paperwork is and how easy it is to give. Um, what, 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 what do you think? You've been in the State Department before. Why? Why would they be doing this? I, I, I worked, this is why Afghanistan means so much to me, is I worked at the State Department in the Bush administration, Bush 43. I worked for, I was Secretary Powell's uh, press secretary and then Secretary Rice's, Condoleezza Rice. And with them, I went to Afghanistan. This is 2003, 4, 5. And it was so hopeful. 
it was so hopeful. I remember going, my best memory is going with Colm Powell to see women register to vote for the first time in their lives. They had a whole place where they got to register to vote for the first time. They were so excited. I mean, it was so hopeful. And I, we all, those of us who are, the, who are part of it, we're just, you know, our, our military has lost so many lives, but it was for the greater good of getting rid of, getting, going after people who did 9-11, the terrorists who did 9-11 and Al-Qaeda, and then giving these people freedom in those early years. And now, and a lot of the same people work at the State Department, um, they are just, they are not, the, I mean, look, I want to say there are a lot of good, pe- brave people at the State Department who've taken jobs yes. over the years that I, I would never take in mm-hmm. countries I would never live in, and they live in them, and they are great. I don't even want to blame them. I don't want to no. blame them. It's, the, I, it's Biden's fault. It's President Biden's fault. It all falls on him. He's in hiding. It's hard to blame a man who's not there. 100%. Because all it takes is ordering them what to do. No matter what, State Department does not operate by itself. It's a political agency. Blinken was nominated or given his job by President Biden. He takes orders from President Biden. Everyone under him takes orders from him. That's how it operates. I've been calling all my friends inside the State Department, the ones who are still there, the Career Foreign Service, and they are frustrated and they're doing everything they can to give me information that they can. But what I can see from the inside is it's just a total failure. Just they fell through the cracks. It is incompetence. And I'll tell you, I, I had a, when I posted on Twitter, I think um, last Thursday, there are six planes grounded who can't get out of Afghanistan because the State Department. Well, guess who suddenly wanted to return my call? The spokesman of the State Department, Ned Price. Suddenly. And look, I have nothing against Ned. He and I got along great. And it was a very cordial conversation. And I said to him, and he asked me to speak confidentially, and I want, to, I want to keep to that. And he told me how many Americans were actually on the plane. And he explained to me that the problem for them was that they, as you've heard them say, is that it's a mix of people. It's Americans plus and green card holders. But it's also people with... We have, Emily, we have vetted every... Those are our planes. Those were our people. I mean, other groups helped find them. They were on our planes. We had the manifest and everyone's name went through OFACT. Every single name. The State Department has a manifest. We understand that. Those were personally... About half of them were persecuted Christians. We vet these guys better than the federal government does. That's why, I mean it, that's why the, the, the Nazarene Fund is partners with countries like um, Australia. We can get the Prime Minister of Australia on the phone at any time. They have said, we'll take your people. Anytime you need somebody, we will take them. Because we know who they are. Uh, it's a bullcrap lie. Well, let me ask you, though, because this is uh, I'd like to clear this up with you. He said he did. Do you control all six of those planes? Because no, his four. Understanding, OK, four. All right. Got it. Let me just tell you this. And I will I will I'll break confidence just a teeny bit. I'm not going to break confidence. Anything fact yeah. I'm getting one in trouble, but just on this part, because I really think it'll go down as the example of how incompetent this government is. Now, Ned is not Ned is a spokesman. Um, obviously, he's with Blinken all the time, so he knows what you know. He knows all the intel, but he's not the guy who's operating Afghanistan. There's a whole desk for that. Mm-hmm. I've worked with them; they know their stuff. He said to me that the reason for the holdup was all the mixed people, but 
he said the reason was that they didn't have a phone number for the for the New York Times operator. And I mean, who's operating the plane that has New York Times people on it. And I said, um, well, I don't think not our phone. That's not our plane. Yeah, that's a different one. And and it kind of made me curious if this whole thing is being confident, being kept secret by the State Department because it's a reporter. And also made me curious actually make me probably likely that the whole media kept this, kept that quiet last week and I broke their silence but um, because it's reporters. But that'll go down and we'll look at that in history. But he said that they didn't have a contact and they've been trying all night to contact people oh, who had oh my gosh. explained. Oh my gosh. We have somebody. Well, we Oh my gosh. Oh, I know. I know. Oh it's going to drive you crazy. Here's what's going to drive you even more crazy. So one of the guys on our team, Project Express, is in direct contact with Conair. Is that how you say? Cam Air. Cam Air. Cam Air. Cam Air. I've only ever texted it. That's right. Direct contact with our with the rep for Cam Air, and he's the one who's actually giving the real information. Nothing different. Like, the, the question of like where they can land, the process of the documents that they don't have, the destination documents, and you know all that, um, and just it's the, that issue. But I get back to him and I said, we really need to do some help here. State Department needs contact for the operators of each of those planes. And he said to me, what does he mean by operators? And I was like, oh, I just actually assumed that was a phrase you knew. And this guy's special forces. He, he's overseas. Um, and he's our direct contact with the airlines. And he said, he said, it's just one guy at Cam Air. And I'm like, well, do you have a phone number for him? And so he texts me. I won't say his name on, on air. He texts me the guy's cell phone number. And I call back to Ned. State Department, I'm like, it's this man at the airlines. Here's his cell. And he's like, oh, great. Thank you so much. Oh, my gosh. Emily, it is, I mean, they have, uh, I'd like to talk to you off the air. I I need to share some stories with you um, because it's, it's, uh, this is, I I think that this is criminal what's going on. Um, thank you so much, Emily, for everything that you are doing. I, I really appreciate it. Thank you for Project Exodus. Um, it's it's just good to see people doing what is right. Uh, you can follow her at emilypostnews.com or on Twitter, Emily Miller. Uh, and uh, she is one of the creators of uh, Project Exodus, getting people out and finding them and getting communication from them. Back in just a minute. First, let me tell you about VidAngel. If you think Hollywood is your friend, ah, <laughs> yeah, nobody in the sound of my voice. If you're listening to this program, you know that's not true. Um, if they can get away with it, they will turn you and your family into the same kind of monsters that they are. It's kind of their goal, I think. Wouldn't it be nice if you could watch the good parts of Hollywood without having to put up with everything else? Let me tell you about a service called VidAngel. VidAngel gives you control over the content in your home, and that means protecting your home and your family from the crap Hollywood tries to shoehorn into its entertainment. Basically, you set the filters for exactly what you want to see or don't want to see in your home. It filters available, what, 2,500 movies, 12,000 TV shows, new ones coming out. It works with most movies and on TV with Amazon Prime and Netflix. It's vidangelbeck.com. Try it for a month for a dollar. Beck1 is the promo code at vidangelbeck.com. That's vidangelbeck.com, promo code Beck1. Do it now. You were listening 
to the Glenn Beck Program. This is the Glenn Beck Program. It looks like we don't have time for Lizzo this hour. And her super, super classic, uh, Where to Hell My Phone, which, if you haven't heard, it's fantastic. It's, uh, it's driving in the car. Uh, where the hell my phone? Where the hell my, my, my phone? Wife's, where the hell my, my wife's where the hell car? My phone, huh? and, How am I uh, supposed to get home? Uh, yeah. Where the hell my phone? It's a good question, though, because if you don't know where your phone is, how are you supposed to get home? I want this as a ringtone. Seriously. Okay, 215 and the lights come on. Where my phone? Looking around. I mean, is there anything that you've heard that's better than that? Not in human history. Yeah. I mean, if you go to maybe alien civilizations, it's possible. But nothing in human history. Mm -mm. Mm -hmm. Oh, it gets better. (laughs) From that? Where the hell my phone? Uh, And I've got a... I've got a tribute mm. to Lizzo and where the hell my phone uh, that we have to get to today. We have to get to today. Because if you if you don't have your phone, your phone how, is, how, do you, how do you get home? How do you, how do you get home at 4 a.m.? Possible, uh, right? Listen, uh, uh, also, don't forget, 9 p.m. tonight, the next 9-11. You don't want to miss it. This is the Glenn Beck Program.